0: Wanted to record a quick intro to episode five of Forging Ahead. This is part one of a conversation with my dear friend who I mentioned on a past podcast, Colin Greenhall. Uh, I think Greens and I will do a a long thread of conversations to be weaved in and out of this podcast feed. Uh, This one was a little bit meandering, but maybe there's some stuff in here that will be valuable to somebody. I think you'll be able to hear the tone of this one is different because I'm spending time with somebody who I consider family, and uh, I think you'll hear the fondness back and forth in our conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, man. I will – so – Two things. Number one is I don't want to edit a whole lot. So don't say anything that you don't want like my brother and three other people to hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good stuff where to sk-
0: try to get and then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean since you couldn't find this thing, uh I think I gotta figure out how to tell people about it. But I wanted to like build a lot a backlog of um of stuff before I told anybody that it existed. So if there's like <laughs> six or eight things there. I think that's better than doing one and then never doing it again. Uh, So that's the first part. And then the second part is I will, um, I can trim this out. I probably won't, but I'll also do a, um, like a 30 second intro to set the table so that we can focus on just meaty conversation here. We don't need to to do too much like table setting or context building. Perfect. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Are you really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to bullshit me.
1: I, um, I played squash. I played squash yesterday afternoon with Russ, and uh, I'm just – I'm coming to terms with how old we are.
0: What's music. that squash matchup look like between you two?
1: Uh, Russ, Russ mops the floor with me. Like is he excellent at squash? No, no, he plays a little bit more. I no, I'd say he's played a little bit more in the past and I can take points off of him, but I have zero killer instinct. So maybe that's part of
0: <laughs> Where do you guys play squash?
1: Um at the uh, at the Equinox in downtown Crossing. So That's like, awesome. So there are four courts and it's it's like you know, some pretty decent squash players, and then Russ and I, like, spouting expletives every <laughs> – I'm a big fan of using the back glass as, like, you know, like, bouncing off the back glass, using it for leverage, which is – I haven't seen anyone else that actually knows how to play squash do that. So I- I'm assuming that's a faux pas.
0: Just carving your own path. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Good workout, though. I bet, dude, that the uh, stops and starts and change of direction. You mentioned getting old. That stuff gets a little scary, I think.
1: Yeah, that's where. So we play three games or whatever to determine who wins the match. Chase, we started doing this like two weeks ago. He's 2-0. and oh, But then that's after, weird. usually you can book an hour. So after that, we we play casually. Because there's just always – like last night we had to stop because Russ was pretty sure his Achilles was (laughs) (laughs) – Cool. That's great. Yeah.
0: How about you, bud? I'm doing okay. In the same vein, um, I skated last night for the first time in like two years.
1: Nice. How'd that feel?
0: It's it's just amazing like how you lose – any like little inkling of skill that you had like that stuff goes away like I couldn't handle a puck I couldn't pivot like there's just some like fundamentals I no longer have I think the um my interest in getting back out there was just to be with people yeah <laughs> so I think that uh mission accomplished there but like my lizard brain is still like frustrated by how shitty I was out there. But
1: honestly, um, I, think we're, I think that's exactly where, where I'm at. The, uh, <laughs> cause your brain, your brain still thinks that you can do what you used to be able to do.
0: Yeah, totally. It's like, I like, couldn't catch a pat. Yeah. It, it, just basic. I gotta rebuild the basics here and just be okay with being shitty for the next six skates.
1: Maybe you should go spend three hundred bucks on a new stick.
0: I don't think it's the stick, man. <laughs> it's like, I got my skates sharpened too. Like I, I just felt like a a baby deer out there. I fell down a couple of times. <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was bad. Yeah. but it was. It was good to to be out there. Where'd you skate? I skated at uh, Walter Brown with Joey Joe and and uh, Ruins and some of those guys.
1: Nice, so good crew. <laughs> Else. Yeah. You're, you're just the one sulking in the locker room I'm like yeah this is fun good to see you guys
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh locker room beers and then up to tease pub for a little bit it was it was what i needed nice so I, I sent you some stuff to to try to dig into and we can play with some of this stuff but we can also feel free to to wander down any other paths that we may stumble on but something that i've seen uh, on linkedin is people say, you know, start, stop, continue, which maybe this is an interesting thing to kick around and maybe it isn't. But the idea being that, you know, maybe it's well time for the, the new year as well as, as a reset, but something that you're going to start doing something that you're going to stop doing and something that you're going to continue doing from 2019, where does that land with you at all?
1: I guess, um, I'd be interested. In, have you given any thought for yourself?
0: Yeah, a lot. Like I think the uh,
1: <laughs> have, have you have you do you have do you have three buckets of consensus? Or, <laughs> I like I was I saw that I pulled it up when I was driving back to my place and I was like, "Oh boy."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a heavy one and maybe we could just do, no, do one no, of them.
1: I think it's it's super valuable, right? I I uh I mean, I think it's, I think it's easier to, to find stuff that, to like nitpick at your, uh, at stuff you do that, you know, is, that are like bad habits, at least for, for me, it is. Um, yeah, totally. And I, and I think probably at, in our mid thirties, we've probably already, um, sort of identified things that we, that like inherently that are part of our day-to-day and our week-to-week that are pretty important for who we are and, like, our, I guess, our our performance day-to-day, whether it's, like, personally, professionally, whatever. Um, But I'd be interested in hearing yours, just just so I can be like, yeah, that's mine, too. Yeah, I like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess picking on continue first, because there are... Oddly, there are a couple of things like I'm proud of myself for doing, which even feels goofy saying out loud, but um, like the newsletter that I get out once a week, the stuff that I'm doing on LinkedIn and even this effort to to publish a podcast, um, like I want to continue pressing forward on all that stuff. And I think that like the real secret to you know, I have no audience and no, I'm just like building these muscles so that eventually maybe it will be something, but pairing it all the way back down to removing any potential, like making it as easy as possible. And I put a video on LinkedIn today about this too, but um, like this app that you and I are recording on, as soon as we finish, it saves the recording and I can hit publish. I don't have to go into another piece of technology and learn how to edit like where you and I were when we were start to talk about podcasting. It's like, i got to learn how to do four things before I can put anything out into the world. There's just no way that's ever going to get done. Yeah, um,
1: it becomes paralyzing.
0: Yeah, so maybe even not even, like, the examples, but continue, like, if you pick something that you want to even start doing, like, try to go – be ruthless about going like all the way back down to like, what is the easiest way to take one small step forward? I think that's a really interesting idea.
1: Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I've been dabbling with intermittent fasting and I've been, so I've been watching like, this is like, I'm like four days in. It's not going well, but, um, (laughs) so I've been like, just watching like YouTube videos to just get like, just that, like, what are the five things I just like really need to pay attention to? And then I go sort of, I I glaze over when it becomes about like percentage of macro intake or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, But because I've been watching that stuff, like there's, there's some like, um, some like interesting self-help, um, you know, just like really basic stuff that I just never would have looked for on YouTube. Like that's been auto playing. So like yesterday, um, there was like an eight minute video that popped up while I was eating lunch and I was just, you know, like had that on in the background and it was like how to get out of a rut. And it talked about, um, just doing like just doing something, um, because like you can sit there and just get overwhelmed by, like your to-do list or what you have to do that day to take care of your family. It's just like, like the guy talked about um, starting really, really small and, and like doing something like brushing your teeth. Cause that's in the past is, has been a signal that like (laughs) you're you're at least going to put some pants on and maybe, (laughs) maybe do something that society deems like of value. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's, there's there's something to that for sure
0: yeah the intermittent fasting thing like um i don't know if it i just get so turned off by like people that are dogmatic about stuff but there's definitely some you know some merits to it i think uh what does that mean for you does that mean like you're gonna wait to eat until when
1: yeah. I think at, so like today I'm going to try to push it and like I've been doing 12 to eight as my eating window. And today I'll try, I'll try to push it from like two to two to eight. Um, to me, it's just like a really simple way of, um, I mean, it, it's, it's basically just, you don't have enough time to get taken as much calories as you could in 24 hours, basically, you know? So you, mm-hmm. it's like a simple way of doing it. The thing that, um, the thing that, uh, is interesting about it. And I, and I found this when I was doing like breath work stuff too. Um, it was like the second you can eat, it becomes a mental battle with yourself. You know, like if you're sitting there and you're just like casually, like fucking around, holding your breath, you're like not really thinking about it. Or if you're just like swimming and you put your head underwater and that's a byproduct of swimming underwater is so you can't breathe. Uh, the second you start thinking about breathing is when it becomes hard, and it's the same with fasting. It's like 8 o'clock comes around, and I'm like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> it's really interesting, Greens. Like I was thinking as you started to say it, um, I'm like really deep into uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Yeah,
1: it's like habit-wearing stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's like the environment thing is so important. And like for me, if I'm going to skip breakfast and try to wait till lunch, that means I need to go to the gym in the morning and I need to try to schedule two calls and write something before lunch. Because if I am just sitting around, walking around and I have access to stuff and I'm not doing something else, I'll I'll eat something. (laughs) So it's like you almost have to like engineer your environment it, it's very, it's really like aligns well with what you just said, but that's interesting. Um,
1: particularly working from home too. I think,
0: working from home is hard, man. I, I like it. I think I've gotten like better it. at it out of necessity, but like I'm much better somewhere else. Yeah, and I think, like,
1: for me, the most <laughs> the most efficient I am from like a pure work output standpoint is on a plane on the, in the window seat. and it's just because of lack of options. And it's like all of a sudden sending an email looks a lot better than like bugging the two people next to me to go use the bathroom.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that, so interesting, it's not, man.
1: It's kind of that simple.
0: It, yeah. I mean- you just gotta like, that's your place to send emails and to do productive work. It's like, that's part of your, it's in your brain. That's really interesting. Um
1: I was I was listening to an old Joe Rogan yesterday and it was they were talking about uh talking about how like the phone and just really like like right if we weren't talking right now, I could have anything on stimulating me. You know, like it could be the news, it could be whatever and um i forget who the comedian was this is chris chris delia he's like yeah i used to just sit at my place and think and now that's that that time is now spent on twitter or for me like during a workday linkedin because it's like Mm -hmm. it's like you know you can i i will proactively go on linkedin and try to you know try to figure out who I'm going to reach out to or, um, I I think because I follow you, I've started following a lot of interesting sales people. Um, but even that like goes back to, uh, just do it, try (laughs) something, try something instead of just reading about it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. Um,
1: um, so for, you know, I think when I was thinking about what I would want to, uh, cut out for 2020, I think, I think I just have some sloppy habits that affect, um, how I'm able to attack the day and, and whether or not I'm spending my day on the offense, um, and, or, or just like, On the defense, consistently trying to catch up, and that could be even as simple as watching, you know, fifteen minutes of CNN when I wake up. Um, And it it really it goes it goes to atomic habits. Um, And I actually (laughs) I actually got that their like workbook, and it's pretty good Um, because you can track stuff month over month, and then change what what has become set second nature. Um, but like for, for me, I need to just like hop out of bed and start doing something, not turning on TV. I really, like, I really like to cut that out. <laughs> Cause that, it, it sounds stupid, but it really does inform my entire day. And that includes, that's not just a work day. That's, that's a weekend too.
0: Yeah. I think if I may share something that I heard this morning on, In that book, I think he would say to create, like, intentionally create friction around shit that you don't want to do. So, like, you should, before you go to bed at night, unplug the TV Mm -hmm. from the wall so that in order for you to start your day with TV to continue that habit, there's a little bit of friction there. You actually have to plug the tv and which could be enough of a prompt for you to say like what the fuck am i doing i i just said i don't want to do this yeah delete so there's like
1: delete your uber eats app
0: yeah man it's so interesting like uh, it feels like i'm i'm like almost analyzing myself to death like i get out of the out of bed in the morning and i'm like okay what things do i just automatically do that are that I can change. It's like, dude, just make the bed and brush your teeth, like go take it easy. Yeah. But there is a bunch of shit that you just automatically do that maybe you shouldn't.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I I and I also go back to like um uh, like I like when we were working out a bunch when you had your gym and everything, I go I like I I think generally I was eating right and exercising, call it 4 to 6 times a week but I really valued that cheat day and that rest day. And I, I feel like that's the same with stuff, you know, is, is good from a like, like, I think it's okay to lie in bed if you can till nine 30 on a Saturday morning. Cause it feels good. And like, you know what I mean? And I think I do. Um, so I, I go back and forth between like, I'm not ever going to be Jocko, you know, I, I don't think that he ever gives himself that, and I it's just a it's a personality thing. I just like need some sort of some sort of reprieve from being type A, I guess.
0: <clears throat> I think that's right. I think that um, Jocko is interesting to me. Um, I got like a tremendous amount. Like I think that his book Extreme Ownership like fundamentally changed the way that I view almost anything where it's like you just pause and say like, is this actually my fault? It probably is. Like there's probably something I'm doing here that, that could be changed even if it is just a reaction to a situation, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so I think taking that nugget out of his writing has been really meaningful, but, um, I don't think that his daily message is for me. It's like, um, The you see people like in his comments on Twitter who he's inspired to lose 75 pounds and quit drinking and start jujitsu. It's like that's amazing. Yeah. But my whole life has been spent being really hard on myself and you know in athletics having other people be really hard on me. So it's like at 36. I know the stuff that I'm supposed to do and I think that there may be more opportunity to like be a little more like gentle with myself and a little more forgiving. It's like 30 years of hard charging and, and like beating myself down like Jocko stuff uh, isn't really valuable to me, but I thought it was like when I first started following him, I'm like, all right, I got to start getting up at 4:30 and working out. It's like that guy, he is, that that's like a, a yeah. JV basketball player comparing themselves to Michael Jordan. It's like yeah. the guy's a, a fucking anomaly. Like right. the, so I think it's like good aspirational, but um that message isn't super helpful to me.
1: Right. I, I also think it's um where it has been valuable for me is just like I, I try to microdose it on stuff that is that doesn't come intuitively to me. Like, like what? I, like just how I attack a, a, a work day, you know, like having discipline. And and I think, I think there is um, inherently like shit gets messy when there's more than one person involved. So to sometimes fall in line and sometimes uh, push back and like take the lead on something is, I've, I've, I've definitely utilized it in my, in my situation at trust because it's for the first time I'm, I'm intimately interacting with like people that have, they're spending their days very differently than I am spending my day. And it's, um, important to understand like what their, what their goals are, what they're ultimately, how they're judged by their, their, um, managers and like.
0: Yes, try to work. Can you go like a level of detail lower than that without like sharing anything that you don't want to share? Like
1: I, I, just about like the construct of of.
0: Shopping. I just it feels vague to me, and like give me like um, like spending your day with people. Like I'm not following you. Give me yeah, a little so, bit more detail.
1: So your average day when you're working at a commercial real estate firm, you're surrounded by other salespeople, other brokers that are actively. Chasing new business, managing customer relationships, trying to push deals forward, um, pitching—you know, prepping for for pitch meetings. So it's very much a sales-led sales. You know, like leaders at brokerage firms are most oftentimes the most productive brokers. You know, they may or may not be the best leaders, and a lot of times they are very good leaders but it's it's a productivity thing right it's a got it got it the revenue generation thing whereas that at trust like we're actually the sales people are actually in the minority like we have six brokers nationally in four markets going to eight brokers in four markets. um we have sales people selling our like product into business um but the you know we're almost 60 people now and a majority of those people are product marketing um engineers and they're they're in a lot of ways they're spending their time thinking about the product and and i'm just thinking about how to monetize it you know so it's, while they they are like need to be in the same boat like there is definitely there's definitely a adjustment period where needed to understand how my operations team was working and, and like that, uh, you know, like at my old company, it was commonplace to brokers to miss meetings or miss calls because you're out with a client and that's priority. Number one, what I learned pretty, pretty early day on, um, early on at trust is like, like they're structuring their days with internal meetings and, you know, like they're carving out time to work on certain projects. So when I, when I, punt the call or have to miss the call because I'm my tour is taking a half an hour longer. That really, that has like a butterfly effect in their day too. And I was like, that sucks. I'm sorry. I, you know, like I, I don't want to do to that. So um, it was, it was an adjustment for sure. But it, but what it, what it, you know, after like stumbling for a couple months, what it took was just deeper conversations about like what am I doing? What am I doing that drives me nuts? What are you doing day to day? And um and like how can I help you like what, what am I doing that, that ultimately affects how you're being judged on your performance?
0: I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that makes good sense. Yeah. Um I think I want to do a couple more minutes with you here. And then I think we do, we could have like every third thing that I put out there could be a greens episode. Like we haven't even scratched the surface of anything yet. Um, But let me, uh, let me go to my list here and see if there's something that I think we can tackle in like three minutes so that I can jump for this next call. But um. This this one maybe we could tickle a little bit and pick up on the next one is uh, in the like in Boston commercial real estate, who is like who is a person or an organization that's doing something that you think is interesting?
1: Blacksmith. Have you heard of this company?
0: That wasn't a fun. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. If we just uh, dove it right into it, that's so douchey. I love it.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Black. Uh, <laughs> I I think I've I have a couple answers. I think there's um uh like I think there's some there's actually some cool prop tech stuff going on, and I would layer you guys into that. Um, as someone that's serving ultimately the entrepreneur, but like um in the capacity of a of a real estate bucket. Um, H HQO is um, they're obviously friends and I'm, I'm maybe biased, but I, I'm, I've been so impressed by, um, what they've done and in selling and, um, and getting penetration into the commercial real estate world, not only in Boston, but, like um, and in a way that I think, like, I, I remember you, I don't know if it was one of your newsletters or. You uh, talked about how prop tech companies or CRE tech companies are always referring to the customer as the tenant, like, and it's I, it's kind of a gross, gross way of thinking about the person you're ultimately trying to please. It's a, like a customer, right? Um, it's a human. It's a human, and uh, for the first time, you know, like the the past, call it two to five, two to four years, the <laughs> institutional owners and, and owners of real estate that have, have kind of been, I don't want to say ignoring their, their client needs are, are now starting to think about that. And I think HQL really, um, success their momentum is uh, proof of that. Um And, and landlords are are starting to think about their customer, their client, like a, like hospitality would not how, um, I don't even know. I can't even think of an analogy of like someone that's really in customer service, how, where they, they think about like, like there doesn't, there isn't a customer experience and there isn't, they aren't concerned about that
0: their feedback you know um yeah it's probably like the old days of of comcast who you're even seeing like a big shift in now
1: like the fact
0: that they give you fucking a six hour window on a saturday and still maybe don't show up but you have no recourse but to pay them 250 bucks a month for your cable and hbo and internet like that you almost have like a customer it's a captive audience like captive almost like a hostage yeah
1: yes that's a 100 percent perfect example Um, thanks man really well really well done
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you uh, want to um let's wrap this start to wrap this here yeah i have a couple of bullets here on where we went and what we left off with yeah um but i think i don't know how this works for you but to me, this is pretty easy. Like I'm going to publish this. And I think nobody will listen to it until we start to promote it. But uh, I'd love to do a second, a third, yeah, a fourth conversation with you if you're open to it.
1: Absolutely, bud. Okay, man. I'd like to have be, a good day. I'd like to be your biz nasty.
0: <laughs> I know we, <laughs> we can, uh, let's get a, an ongoing, tea with greens in here um just kind of have it be a consistent thread throughout the other stuff because i want to there's a bunch of conversations i want to have with you there's a bunch of conversations i want to have with other people and then it's kind of cathartic to do an eight minute episode by yourself to ramble to kind of organize your thoughts so i think that's what this will be unless i figure out something better but Love it, buddy. Okay, man. Good luck on your call. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. See ya.